0: Numbers four one to five thirty one. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, "Take a census of the Kohathites among the Levites by their clans and families, men from thirty to fifty years old, everyone who is qualified to serve in the work at the tent of meeting. This service of the Kohathites at the tent of meeting regards the most holy things. Whenever the camp sets out, Aaron and his sons are to go in, take down the veil of the curtain, and cover the ark of the testimony with it. They are to place over this a covering of fine leather, spread a solid blue cloth over it, and insert its poles." Over the table of the presents they are to spread a blue cloth and place the plates and cups on it, along with the bowls and pitchers for the drink offering. The regular bread offering is to remain on it. And they shall spread a scarlet cloth over them, cover them with fine leather, and insert the poles. They are to take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand used for light, together with its lamps, wick trimmers, and trays, as well as the jars of oil with which to supply it. Then they shall wrap it in all its utensils inside a covering of fine leather and put it on the carrying frame. Over the gold altar they are to spread a blue cloth, cover it with fine leather, and insert the poles. They are to take all the utensils for serving in the sanctuary, place them in a blue cloth, cover them with fine leather, and put them on the carrying frame. Then they shall remove the ashes from the bronze altar, spread a purple cloth over it, and place on it all the vessels used to serve there, the firepans, meat forks, shovels, and sprinkling bowls all the equipment of the altar. They are to spread over it a covering of fine leather and insert the poles. When Aaron and his sons have finished covering the holy objects and all their equipment, as soon as the camp is ready to move, the Kohathites shall come and do the carrying. But they must not touch the holy objects, or they will die. These are the transportation duties of the Kohathites regarding the tent of meeting. Eleazar son of Aaron the priest shall oversee the oil for the light, the fragrant incense, the daily grain offering, and the anointing oil. He has oversight of the entire tabernacle and everything in it, including the holy objects and their utensils do not allow the Kohathite tribal clans to be cut off from among the Levites. In order that they may live and not die when they come near the most holy things, do this for them, Aaron and his sons are to go in and assign each man his task and what he is to carry. But the Kohathites are not to go in and look at the holy objects, even for a moment, or they will die. And the Lord said to Moses, take a census of the Gershonites as well, by their families and clans, from thirty to fifty years old, counting everyone who comes to serve in the work at the tent of meeting. This is the service of the Gershonite clans regarding work and transport, they are to carry the curtains of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting with the covering of fine leather over it, the curtains for the entrance to the tent of meeting, the curtains of the courtyard, and the curtains for the entrance at the gate of the courtyard that surrounds the tabernacle and altar, along with their ropes and all the equipment for their service. The Gershonites will do all that needs to be done with these items. All the service of the Gershonites all their transport duties and other work is to be done at the direction of Aaron and his sons, you are to assign to them all that they are responsible to carry. This is the service of the Gershonite clans at the tent of meeting, and their duties shall be under the direction of Edomar son of Aaron the priest. As for the sons of Merari, you are to number them by their clans and families, from thirty to fifty years old, counting everyone who comes to serve in the work of the tent of meeting. This is the duty for all their service at the tent of meeting, to carry the frames of the tabernacle with its crossbars, posts, and bases, and the posts of the surrounding courtyard with their bases, tent pegs, and ropes, including all their equipment and everything related to their use. You shall assign by name the items that they are responsible to carry. This is the service of the Merite clans according to all their work at the tent of meeting, under the direction of Edomar son of Aaron the priest. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of the congregation numbered the Kohathites by their clans and families, everyone from 30 to 50 years old who came to serve in the work at the tent of meeting. And those numbered by their clans totaled two thousand seven hundred fifty. These were counted from the Kohathite clans, everyone who could serve at the Tent of Meeting. Moses and Aaron numbered them according to the command of the Lord through Moses. Then the Gershonites were numbered by their clans and families, and those numbered by their clans and families told 2630. These were counted from the Gershonite clans who served at the Tent of Meeting, whom Moses and Aaron counted at the Lord's command. And the Merarites were numbered by their clans and families, the men registered by their clans numbered 3200. These were counted from the Merariite clans Whom Moses and Aaron numbered at the Lord's command through Moses. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel numbered by their clans and families all the Levites from thirty to fifty years old who came to do the work of serving and carrying the tent of meeting. And the number of men was eight thousand five hundred eighty. At the Lord's command they were numbered through Moses and each one was assigned his work and burden, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Command the Israelites to send away from the camp anyone with a skin disease, anyone who has a bodily discharge and anyone who is defiled by a dead body. You must send away male and female alike, send them outside the camp so they will not defile their camp, where I dwell among them. So the Israelites did this, sending such people outside the camp. They did just as the Lord had instructed Moses. Tell the Israelites that when a man or woman acts unfaithfully against the Lord by committing any sin against another, that person is guilty and must confess the sin he has committed. He must make full restitution, add a fifth to its value, and give all this to the one he has wronged. But if the man has no relative to whom restitution can be made for the wrong, the restitution belongs to the Lord and must be given to the priest along with the ram of atonement, by which the atonement is made for him. Every sacred contribution the Israelites bring to the priest shall belong to him. Each man's sacred gifts are his own, but whatever he gives to the priest will belong to the priest. Speak to the Israelites and tell them that if any man's wife goes astray and is unfaithful to him by sleeping with another man, and it is concealed from her husband and her impurity is undetected, Since there is no witness against her and she was not caught in the act, and if a feeling of jealousy comes over her husband and he suspects his wife who has defiled herself or if a feeling of jealousy comes over him and he suspects her even though she has not defiled herself then he is to bring his wife to the priest. He must also bring for her an offering of a tenth of an ephah of barley flour. He is not to pour oil over it or put frankincense on it, because it is a grain offering for jealousy, an offering of memorial as a reminder of iniquity. The priest is to bring the wife forward and have her stand before the Lord. Then he is to take some holy water in a clay jar and put some of the dust from the tabernacle floor into the water. After the priest has the woman stand before the Lord, he is to let down her hair and place in her hands the grain offering of memorial, which is the grain offering for jealousy. The priest is to hold the bitter water that brings a curse. And he is to put the woman under oath and say to her, If no other man has slept with you and you have not gone astray and become defiled while under your husband's authority, May you be immune to this bitter water that brings a curse. But if you have gone astray while under your husband's authority and have defiled yourself and lain carnally with a man other than your husband and the priest shall have the woman swear under the oath of the curse then may the Lord make you an attested curse among your people by making your thigh shrivel and your belly swell. May this water that brings a curse enter your stomach and cause your belly to swell and your thigh to shrivel. Then the woman is to say, Amen, Amen. And the priest shall write these curses on a scroll and wash them off into the bitter water. He is to have the woman drink the bitter water that brings a curse, and it will enter her and cause her bitter suffering. The priest shall take from her hand the grain offering for jealousy, wave it before the Lord, and bring it to the altar. Then the priest is to take a handful of the grain offering as a memorial portion and burn it on the altar. After that, he is to have the woman drink the water. When he has made her drink the water, if she has defiled herself and been unfaithful to her husband, then the water that brings a curse will enter her and cause bitter suffering. Her belly will swell, her thigh will shrivel and she will become accursed among her people. But if the woman has not defiled herself and is clean, she will be unaffected and able to conceive children. This is the law of jealousy when a wife goes astray and defiles herself while under her husband's authority, or when a feeling of jealousy comes over a husband and he suspects his wife. He is to have the woman stand before the Lord, and the priest is to apply to her this entire law. The husband will be free from guilt, but the woman shall bear her iniquity. Mark 12 18-37 in Sadducees, Who say there is not a resurrection, come to him. And they began questioning him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, that if anyone's brother should die and leave behind a wife and not leave children, that his brother should take the wife and raise up seed for his brother. There were seven brothers, and the first took a wife, and dying, left no seed. And the second took her and died, not having left seed. And the third likewise. And the seven left no seed. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, when they rise, of which of them will she be wife? For the seven had her as wife. Jesus was saying to them, Do you not err because of this, not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise out from the dead, neither do they marry, nor are given in marriage, but they are like angels in the heavens. And concerning the dead, that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses on the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not God of the dead, but of the living you are greatly. And one of the scribes having come up, having heard them reasoning together, having seen that he answered them well, questioned him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The foremost is, Hear this O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is not another commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, Write, Teacher, You have spoken according to truth that he is one, and there is not another besides him, and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love the neighbour as oneself is more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus, having seen him that he answered wisely, said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to question him any longer. And answering, Jesus was saying, Teaching in the temple, how do the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself said by the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I place your enemies as a footstool of your feet. David himself calls him Lord. And from where is he his son? And the great crowd was listening to him gladly. Psalm 48 1-14 A song. A psalm of the sons of Korah. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, His holy mountain. Beautiful in loftiness, the joy of all the earth, like the peaks of Zaphon is Mount Zion, the city of the great King. God is in her citadels he has shown himself to be a fortress. For behold, the kings assembled, they all advanced together. They saw and were astounded, they fled in terror. Trembling seized them there, anguish like a woman in labor. With a wind from the east you wreck the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish her forever. Selah within your temple, O God, we contemplate your loving devotion. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth your right hand is full of righteousness. Mount Zion is glad, the daughters of Judah rejoice, on account of your judgments. March around Zion, encircle her, count her towers, consider her ramparts, tour her citadels, that you may tell the next generation. For this God is our God forever and ever, He will be our guide even till death. Proverbs 10:26 Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the slacker to those who send Him.